Hey there, Yvonne Guibert here. I am solo today without my partner in crime, just for the intro part. Uh, I don't know where Raphael is. He's missing in action, but just wanted to give a quick intro to our special guest today. We have Donna Check with New Life Rehabilitation. So it's a great episode. We share a lot of laughs. So grab your headphones, get ready to settle in and listen to our podcast with Donna Check. Here we go. Hello, Yvonne Gibert here. Hey there, Rafael Gonzalez here. And we are coming at you from Tampa, Florida, and we are so excited to have our guest today, Donna Chet. Hi, Donna. Hello, good morning. It's good to see both of you. And tell our listeners where you are joining us from. I am actually in my home in Mount Dora, Florida. Mount Dora, not too far away from Tampa, so just up the road a little bit. Yeah, two about two hours. And I love Mount Dora. Ralph, have you ever been to Mount Dora? I have. Such a beautiful area here in Florida. I just love it. I love it too. Awesome. Well, Donna, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so happy to have you. So we are going to get started as we usually do. We'd like you to share something with us and our listeners that made you laugh out loud recently. Tell us what made you laugh. Um, well, I, it's a comedy show here at my house with the animals. And um, every once in a while, the uh, I have this great big fluffy one, and um, she is the kitten in the group. And then I have the other little. Well, she's eleven pounds or twelve pounds, and the other little one, she's six pounds, and she's like I don't know, six years old. And you would think that the little one would be jumping all over. No, it's this big one who's two and a half years old, and she literally was. They run and they sound like horses in the house. Um, but I'm sitting here working and I was actually on a Zoom, which was not a good thing. And all of a sudden they come running through. But um, Abby, the big one, she like Lexi wasn't running fast enough. And Abby did the, you know, the jump over her. And then Lexi ran like right into her. So oh. and I'm sitting here, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. But yes, I did. I, I, I really thought that was funny. I wish I get some of these on video, you know, I, so. you know, Ralph, I think a couple of our recent podcast guests have said similar things. It's always the, the pets that end up getting, making us laugh. And it's our pets, <laughs> the pets, the kids, the kids. You know? Yeah. Oh, pets I mean. and kids sometimes. <laughs> well, plus I think it's that we're home. Like so many people are working from home. So you're, your environment is with your animals who, you know, they think now and they look at me and they think, I always think they, they think, look at me and say, see chicken. <laughs> they all love chicken. So like there's the chicken and they follow me around and stuff. So, and I do laugh. I laugh a lot at them because they really are funny. Well, um, and if I go too far away. It's bad. You know, don't, where's she going? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Well, I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's good. Yes, we are all of us working from home still. And I think it's good to find joy and humor in our surroundings. So absolutely. Thank you. I um, I'm currently don't have any pets in the house right now, but I have had pets, um, dogs and cats. That was always a funny combination to see those those guys running around. So awesome. 
Yeah. All right. So next, we're going to kind of get to know you a little better. Um, Donna, tell us a little bit about your educational background. What did you study? Um, I studied business. I was actually working. Um, I did not uh, go right to college. I, I wanted to work. So I graduated high school early and I started working the next day. Wow. Literally. Yes. Yeah. Graduated on a Wednesday, started working on Thursday. <laughs> why were you in such a, why were you in such a hurry to start working? I'm interested. I'm interested. I, I, I don't know. I, my parents both were very driven and very um, good, you know, strong, solid work ethic. And um, I just, I don't know. I, I felt like I had um, something to offer in business. So I was working while I was in high school and um, I got a really good job um, Alex Nichols Horse Transportation by Land, Sea, and Air. And mm. it was part-time until I could start. And then I couldn't wait to start because it was really interesting. Awesome. So, um, yeah. So then, you know, doing that for like a year and a half, two years, three years. And then I thought, well, maybe I should try college. And, and I, of course, then I go to the city, you know, you, you, then you got to drive all the way back out to Long Island to go to, you know, university. <laughs> SUNY. So this is in New York. So this is in New York. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really... Um, you know, didn't really plan on what I'm doing now it has nothing to do with healthcare. I never thought that I would ever, you know, get involved in that. Um, and um, I'm just glad that I did. So I'm, I'm doing a little story thing that somebody else asked me to write about, you know, everybody says, how did you get involved in this? How did you get involved in brain and spinal cord injury? How did you? So I, uh, I thought, well, I'll put it out there. Awesome. <laughs> no. So you studied business in college. Ralph, you, you ask a question. I always, I always ask the questions. You ask one now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm already interested, right, in, in how, you know, it went from business, you know, and, and all types of business, I would imagine. And how did you slowly but surely migrate over into the medical field? How did that happen, Donna? I, I feel I have had, I've been blessed that I feel that I've had um, some experiences in business that make me better at being me, who I am as, as a person. But in business, um, I know I'm very intuitive and um, strategizing is like a huge thing that, you know, in any business that I've been in. Um, but I, you know, I worked, um, I just, I answered an ad. I mean, that's really what I did. I was in um uh, I worked on Park Avenue for some attorneys representing um, uh, entertainers. I worked for Polygram Distribution, which is they're the big they had the, it was the Bee Gees and the, you know, Staying Alive and Greece and the uh, wow. RSO and Casablanca, Donna Summers and stuff. So I worked there. Very um, cool. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and of course, I bet you have horse transportation doesn't sound like it's really savvy, but it was extremely cool. And I probably can't tell you all the reasons why, but I used to get to go to the tracks. And um, I've, I've, I've had some things that are just very, very, um, they weren't funny at the time. But when I tell a story now about how I crushed about 100 um uh, shopping carts by backing up the tractor trailer that I wasn't supposed to be driving in the <laughs> parking lot. But the guys were telling me, no, you just keep going. And I'm trying to back it and the clutch isn't going. And I'm, I'm in the car and I'm, I'm moving around and, you know, like my leg and, you know, it's not. And I'm yelling and it won't go and, and come in here. And of course, you know, he just go, just go. And so I did. And all of a sudden I'm like, I see in the one mirror, what is that? 
Okay, I made one big shopping cart. It went up the wall on Bohack. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, so a little bit more than you asked for, but, um, you know, I... (laughs) Oh, but I love it. I'm sure there are many, many, many more stories to tell. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so... (laughs) We should have, I should have said something about this in the beginning, but I did not. So tell us, what is it that you do? What is it that you do today? What is your role today? Like, you know, what industry do you work in? It's workers' compensation, but what, what part of the industry? Um, I am in uh, specialized rehabilitation. Um, I am the co-founder for New Life Rehabilitation. Uh, We started the company. I can't believe that this year was it'll be 10 years that we had the first conversation about starting this. So um, which is really, really kind of exciting to think about. It's 10 years. Um, But we work with people that have um, 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 all different types of brain injuries, anything neurologic, but mostly traumatic brain injuries and spinal cord injuries is what we work with. And some complex ortho that multiple trauma, you know, they're some of them are, um, they just really can't go home. They can't go to acute rehab. They need something that's a little bit different um, that also keeps them going. And, you know, we can, we have that as a, as an option as well, rather than the intense rehab. So a lot of different options. So that's interesting. And I have visited you in Mount Dora and seen uh, the rehab center. So that's amazing. So you are co-founder of, of new, yes. new life rehab. So I'm going to ask the first question and let Raphael kind of follow up from here. But how, so tell us now, how did you get into the workers' compensation industry from your background before? Okay. When I was in New York, I also worked for Olston Healthcare. That's where it actually started. I was the branch director and um, in the city. And um, I had a friend who fell down. Uh, he was working for Colorado Prime, was going door to door, had an appointment fell down on the ice and while he was working and um, he had a quadricep tendon rupture, bilateral quadricep tendon rupture. Um, And my office was, you know, in Queens and he was on Long Island, but they asked me, you know, because it was a friend. And also I didn't know anything about workers comp. This was like in 19, I don't want to tell you. It was (laughs) a long time ago. (laughs) but I had no idea. And I'm like, who is this intracorp people? You know, I was very like, what is she doing in this? What what do you mean you're going out to the house? You know, I was like, (laughs) I had no clue. Okay. And it was, um, it was just interesting because she was, she kind of, she just shared with me. It's okay. You know, um, it's okay. He, you know, I'm, I have to go out and see him and, you know, what we make sure he's got everything he needs. And then it was great because she was doing so much of the coordination that we thought we had to do. So I thought, well, I like this. And then of course I learned about it. And then you have, you know, we had more cases like that, that were workers comp. Um, so I got involved initially in, uh, in New York. And then of course, when I came to Florida, um, I had some of that in home health again, because I did transfer with Olsten to open up Orlando. And then, um, uh, as I said, I just, I answered an ad and that's how I got into brain and spinal cord injury. I just answered an ad 30 years ago, 31 years ago. That's interesting. It. I was very, so interesting. very, very, very persistent because no one called me back. 
So I had two job offers and I wanted that because it was not management. And I thought I want to be by, you know, I want to be responsible for myself for a change. I want to try that. And they wouldn't call back. And I had the other offers. I didn't need the job because I was working, but I really, I thought this brain injury thing sounds like really interesting. You know, it's, it's different again. Why would I want to go and work in a doctor's clinic as an administrator? You know, boring. If I could go and do this, this is, sounds like it's, you know, it's learn. I wanted to learn. That's and, amazing. And I, I have a little, a little question because I heard you say something that I'm quite sure most of our younger listeners have no clue what that means. So Talk to us about what does it mean to answer an ad for a job? What is that? <laughs> yes, I have that in my little article. <laughs> yes, it's a newspaper that you get on Sunday. And the New York Times usually has, you know, like the, the big employment section. But yes, it's, uh, it was called the help wanted sections of the newspaper. So and it was here. It was the Orlando Sentinel. And uh, that's what I, I back in the day. This is how we used to go after jobs. <laughs> Yes, you'd have the paper and your hands would get all dirty and everything from the ink and the newspaper <laughs> and you'd have your little marker and then you'd call and write little notes on the newspaper. So how many, all right, so Ralph and Donna, how many young listeners do you think are listening going, what the hell are they talking about? Are you <laughs> oh God, I didn't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> So Donna, a business, you know, training, a businesswoman, right, in the processes of business, slowly but surely you start migrating in, into medical, right, in, in New York. And eventually, like, you know, this interest in brain injuries, like, did you have any specific training? Did you have any specific, you know, experience in that? What made you want to jump into this new ballpark altogether? Because the other jobs were boring. I, I, <laughs> you know, I, there was a company quest or something up in Indiana. They wanted me to work local and they offered me a job. And, and the other place was the, the clinic, the new clinic or doctor's office or practice. Boring. You know, I just didn't think that was, I just didn't want to do that. And it was local, of course, which would have, I guess, been nice. But um, I just, I wanted something interesting again. I wanted to learn. And I thought that sounded, you know, that was just interesting. And I also was kind of upset that no one called me back. It's like, okay, I'm going to check. You need to call me back. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling about this job. She just kept not ignoring me. And so I thought, well, I'm going to call the corporate office. I found out the corporate office. I called up there, which of course, you're always taking a chance when you do that because you can get a person that you're supposed to interview with who's not calling you back to get you know kind of upset with you. But I had a wonderful conversation that night for like an hour or so, a little more than that with someone up in the corporate office. And um, it happened very quickly from that point on. And then unfortunately, um, they were looking to replace her. So she probably knew that she was on her way out. And so she didn't answer a lot of the people that were calling. So, but I didn't know that until after I was hired. So I was like, what? Oh, okay. So, um, but that was, um, the interview process was great. That They told me about the training and that they do. And then I started looking up all of the people that, you know, were involved with the company and their background in brain and spinal cord injury, primarily brain injury. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, these are people that are really, you know, doing things that are so um, unusual and innovative. And I love the concept of the rehab. 
Um, and the, particularly when I learned about coma stimulation and how they did the coma stimulation and they don't keep the patient laying down in the bed and you sit the patient up, they're in a coma. What are the, you know, you want, you want them to, to move and doing the therapies and putting them in a chair and, you know, doing things they don't like, not what they do like, you know, don't play the music they like, put something on that they don't like. So I learned all of this stuff and I found that it was um, amazing. And then I also got to see, you know, how some of that worked um, because I was fortunate enough to have three different um, programs in the state of Florida. So I had a hospital program for adults and peds, 10 beds each, and they were, it was vent weaning and coma stimulation. And, and then there was a subacute down in Palm Beach. And that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. You know, I'm thinking nursing home. I go in, it's a pediatric program in a nursing home with a pool and there's kids and there's teenagers. And then there's one wing where it is actually, you know, a skilled nursing facility. But um, there was that. And then the residential post-acute, which was, you know, I'd never seen anything like that. And um, I initially, when I went, I thought, why are these people here? They're walking around, they look fine. And then you talk to them and they're like, you're like, oh, okay. And then you get it. And, um, you know, it's retraining everybody and reteaching. And I just found it very interesting. Um, I know I have a lot of empathy and compassion um, and I'm an advocate for anything like any underdog, I'm definitely an advocate for, but I um, really got involved with um, the patients when I was learning and um, I just loved it. And then what ended up happening was that company just went into post-acute and everything else was sold off. And I was asked to um, stay with the new company um, for the post-acute. And I cried because I was like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I love this place. I love. So, but uh, it was really, it was very interesting. And then that place, of course, got a coma stand that weaning program in a couple of years. So that was, you know, it, it, it evolved. And um, I just learned more from the patients and, you know, just dealing with them and um, also workers comp, you know, when you're talking to case managers that are catastrophic case managers there, at the time when I started, there were specific catastrophic case managers. Now there are a lot of them, but they were very specific and you could really learn from them. Um, and I like that as well. And so the learning part to me was um, probably the most exciting. And um, I love working with the behavioral clients. That was actually, when we say behavior, I'm talking very bad behavior, like from a brain injury. Um but I, um, I liked seeing the changes in them with the structure and keeping them you know, very much like in line and not just wandering around, which is unfortunately what some prices um, do in the country still. Um, and some of the other facilities, residential facilities, site facilities, they don't have that structure. And I love that. And I saw it was easy to talk about it because when you see it and you're living it, and then you can share and do. That's why I started doing continuing education was on looking at why there are structured programs, why you have them doing things during the day um, to carry over the therapies so that they're actually implementing themselves with you know, some support what they just learned. And so and then you see their, their behavior gets better, their everything, their life, their family wants to visit them. So um, just a whole gamut with brain injury, um, you know. So, oh, so I want to I want to oh stop my. you for a second, Donna, because I I want to unpack a little bit of what you said. You just covered a lot, so thank you. But um, so working. Sorry, if I get on the topic, you know I'm going to roll. Okay, no, 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 I can't that's, help it. I just... That's good. That's good. 
So you're talking about working with catastrophic injury, you know, people that have suffered a catastrophic injury, oftentimes it's a brain or spinal cord injury. Um, tell us a little bit more, what are the kinds of people that you work with in the workers' compensation industry in that role? Like you mentioned case managers, you mentioned a few other Everybody. Everybody. Um, the nurse case managers internally, mm-hmm. um, like Liberty had a cat unit, um, you know, all different cat units internal at companies. Um, so that nurse, that adjuster or the supervisor or the, they used to call them the major claims, you know, adjuster, um, the case managers externally, uh, the ones working for like Genex and um, Quinlan Medical Management, et cetera, those um, uh, nurse case managers, um, all of the physicians that, you know, have seen the patient before you get them. Um, but, and the families, of course, is the, you know, it's one of the biggest parts uh, because they're, they're afraid. And I think sure. we talked a little bit about that once before, but sure. that they're going on fear. So um, you've got to really help educate them. And when they're in the facility, you know, we're the place that can um, kind of get everybody centralized. And I always, I always, let me tell you what I, okay, who do you get involved with? Picture a wagon wheel. That was my description. So the patient's in the middle of the, in the hub of the wheel. And all of those folks are all the people that are touching that patient. Mm-hmm. And so there's also a claimant attorney that could be a personal injury attorney. There's the defense attorney who rarely gets involved, but sometimes does. Um, but you've got the employer. Um, sometimes the employers, you know, are involved. Um, so it, it's, you know, getting everybody, I mean, when you're in the rehab, you, okay, here we are, who, who wants to, you know, who wants to help? <laughs> and there's a lot of people that, um, you know, that have that, um, they want to help. A lot of people want to help. Some don't, but, um, they want you just to take care of everything. Um, but, um, most of the time, you know, there's a lot of involvement and care that people care. Awesome. Thanks, Donna. And so I just wanted to, you mentioned cat unit a couple of times and um, for, for any newbies out there, cat unit means what? Catastrophic. I'm sorry. That's good. So catastrophic. So there's uh, oftentimes, especially at the large uh, insurance carriers, they oftentimes have a unit specifically to deal with catastrophic injury cases. Is that right? Yes. So we yes. call that a cat unit. Yes. Not yes. awesome. Yes. Ralph? And you always, yeah. You always know when you're talking to a cat manager too, like a nurse case manager, there's just something about them that they, you know, it's like they have to list in their head. It's, it's, I love it. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Ralph, any other questions before we start to wrap up? But Donna, for folks out there, right. Who, who maybe like you started to think about, man, I really like this area. I, I think I like the challenge of it. I like the newness of it and the learning of it. Give them a little bit of, you know, from, from your background and experience, you know, how can they get there? What should they be doing? What kinds of things should they be touching, learning, you know, right now, if that's kind of where they long-term think they want to be at? I think the most important thing um, is have, they have to have um, a great deal of empathy and compassion. Um, I think that's the most important thing. When I when I started interviewing people in the field for positions way back, I one of my questions, and I asked it when I was hiring for New Life. I never stopped. I asked, have you ever had anyone in your family or anyone that you love that has ever had a catastrophic type of an injury or illness? 
um, or death. And you can tell right away who has, because if you, if you're going to hire the person, they got a little tear in their eye. You can tell that it's, you know, yes, I have that. If they start talking about, yes, I have. And, and they talk a little bit to me, it, and I can name all the employees I had, they have something a little different and a little special. And I think if you're going into it, only looking at the clinical side, um, you know, you have to have a passion for it. You just, the passion is very important and that's going to be coming from the empathy and the compassion you have for the people that have these injuries and illnesses. That's very helpful because, you know, you're, you're right. At the end of the day, right, you've got to be able to, to deal. Yeah. It's very taxing. And it's not, you know, eight until five. And you know, nobody that I know ever works that way in, in this industry. And they all have to love it. The people at New Life, you know, the nurses, the, the, the staff, they, they really have to love what they do because they could go someplace else and, you know, not have to deal with what they're dealing with. And um, no matter who they are. So got to be committed to this. That's for sure. Love that. Love that. So Donna, tell our listeners a little something about you that most folks out there just, you know, either don't know, have never heard about, you know, uh, give us a little something that, uh, that most folks out there don't know about you. Um. Okay. So many things, but cars, muscle cars. I had boyfriends. I was car crazy. Um, I wasn't boy crazy, but I was car crazy and always came with it. But um, I, uh, you know, 55 Chevy, you know, 57 Chevy, 58 uh, Thunderbird, um, you know, all of the cars, the, my favorite is a 65 Chevy Impala Super Sport, black with the red interior, and it has to always have a stick. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't. 67 Camaro. I mean, I've owned, um, I did the count again because somebody said I missed something when we were talking about the list, but I've owned over 50 cars. Wow. In my name, so. <laughs> wow. In, including two tow trucks. <laughs> wow. Why am I not surprised? That does not surprise me about Donna Chef. And I raced. I raced at National Speedway on Long Island. Um, I raced my boyfriend's car because he built it and couldn't really win. It was like he was afraid. So I was like, I'll do it. And of course, we did not tell my father. Okay. <laughs> we did not share that information. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, but I really have. You know, I like those cars, that that era cars. And uh, I love the noise with the open headers. And I love the smell of gear oil. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had no idea. I, I had no idea. <laughs> the things we learn by asking that question. <laughs> no, like a totally different component of your personality, right? You think this, you know, caring, wonderful individual who loves to help folks, you know, in the most incredible dire of circumstances in a muscle car, you know, yes. rearing it up. Yes. Yes. And I did the Richard Petty experience too. And there were, it was, I have the pictures of that. Okay. Um, and my husband had, he had like a whole cheering section for me. There were 42 people, two women and the rest were men. And I, they were like, I was, 
they fit you in the the size of the car and it's 565 horsepower. You're driving in a real, you know, NASCAR. And at first you think you're going to go with somebody. You're not, you're alone in the car and you think, Oh, I'm going to have headphones. You don't have on headphones. You're just driving and there's this instructor in front of you and you're supposed to follow him. So I finally get to go and um, I come, I come into the pit. Well, first of all, when you start hearing the car, I was screaming in the car. Like, ah! This was great. Following my instructor. You're supposed to be three to five car lengths away from your instructor. Well, the pictures that my husband took, I'm one and a half car lengths behind the instructor. And that's how they know to take you faster. They'll take you, they go around, you get faster and faster. So um, I apparently was like one of the fastest and I was so excited when I came in, I hugged the guy when I had to climb out the window of the car and all these people, my husband has jumping up and down, yay, you know, excited. And so that was, um, that was fun. And he got that for me as a present, the, that, so that was, you know, probably one of the best presents I've ever had. Cause I really, I would do that again. I actually would be a race car driver. I would, if somebody said, you want to drive this car, you know, up in North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So interesting. So interesting. Okay. So the last question I'm going to ask you, Donna, and just be uh, super brief because we're right at time, but tell us what, tell us what you see as your biggest accomplishment in your career. I would say um, getting into uh, brain and spinal cord injury and working as I did because the impact um, on the lives that you touch is, um, is significant. It's, um, I think one of the most important things that you can do. I mean, starting new life, of course, I could say, you know, that was a wonderful professional accomplishment, but I think the accomplishment has to do with, you know, the, the end result, which, and the end result is, you know, how many people were able to help and educate and take care of and, you know, hug and, uh, et cetera. That's awesome. Well, Donna, this has been a really illuminating episode. <laughs> I can see it now, right? The, the next cycle of her career, I, it would not surprise me if she announces tomorrow, you know, she's going off to NASCAR and she's going to be a professional driver. <laughs> well, I am going to be, I am going to be retiring sometime soon. So um, you're the first people that know that officially, but um, I am. And, uh, but I, you know, nothing to do with what I'm doing now, but, um, and, and I don't know what it, exactly what it will be, but it will be something that's to me exciting and fun. And maybe I will race a car or two. <laughs> we'll have to see. Interesting. Well, listen, listeners, if you have questions, I know Donna, I know you to be very, um, much a mentor. So if anybody has questions about getting into, uh, the rehab side of workers' compensation and catastrophic injuries. I think it's a fascinating uh, part of our industry. And I have so much, so much, I don't even know what to say. Like I, there's times that I've talked to you that I'm like, I don't know how you do what you do. Um, it takes a certain individual to be able to advocate for injured workers in some of the scenarios that I know that you are or have, have been in. So thank you for what you do. We appreciate you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate both of you. I love both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to Deconstructing Comp, a podcast about workers' compensation. 
My partner, Rafael Gonzalez, and I are having so much fun talking to individuals in our industry, getting to know them better, digging into what their roles are about and how they ended up in our industry. That is um, a really fascinating journey. Uh, and we're enjoying a lot of laughs and learning so much about our colleagues as we go. So thank you so much. You can find us on any podcasting platform, whichever one your favorite is. And you can follow us on Twitter at Deconstruct Comp and reach out to Raphael or I on our LinkedIn profiles. It, otherwise, please tune in, share it with your friends. We would love to have more listeners. Talk to you soon. Hasta luego.